Cool. Did I see you this morning as well? Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Everyone, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Um, today we have on guest episode with Shona Thomas. Um, Shona, how are you? Thank you very much for taking the time to do this. Thank you so much. I'm already smiling. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you so much for inviting me on here. I'm really looking forward to it. Perfect. No, glad to hear it. Thank you for taking your time. Um, just before we get started, if you don't mind, give us a quick little insight in terms of who you are, who you help, um, and yeah, just give us a little insight into you. So uh, my name is Shauna Thomas. I am 23 years old. I've been an online coach for around nine months now. I help women who want to improve their mental health and physical health. I am a huge believer that all three are interlinked when it comes to your health, your um, fitness and your mindset and confidence and everything to do with the above. So I connect with women and work with women out of choice because it's what I really, really love. And it, it feels more like a purpose rather than trying to force myself to work with men. No offense to you. Obviously, <laughs> I do talk to men still. Um, and I just feel like I, I am lucky enough to be in a place where I know myself now and I want to help other women understand that. And for me, that came from fitness and working on my mindset, working on my love towards myself and to be able to push women to do the same thing is so empowering for me and a lifelong purpose. As I said, I feel like I'm so fulfilled where I am now and being able to show people that journey. And I'm still only 23, so I know I have a long way to go. But to be able to say that now is a great thing. Brilliant. I love that. Um, I'm quite happy you touched on your age because when I was reading through like some of your posts and stuff, um, and then like nice as possible, you talk like you're 35, like 40, like, <laughs> like all these like, it's brilliant because you're so open about like your past and how you've suffered from like low confidence, how you suffered from obviously being unhappy at one point. Um, you've talked about so many deep things, which we're going to go into um, hopefully. And I think it's amazing the fact you're only 23 when you're quite happy being open about that sort of stuff. And for females, that's going to be amazing to read and to hear. Yeah, 100%. And like, I do always feel like I have been a bit of a weirdo in terms of my age. Like all of my friends are a lot older. My partner, Phil, is older. So we're an age gap relationship. I feel like anyone I've ever connected with has been quite a bit older than me. And I think it's just because I am not interested in a lot of the things that 23 year olds are interested in. And now that I have been so true to myself and been so open about it, I have been aligned with so many people who feel the same. Like I don't really drink alcohol. I don't do drugs. I don't smoke. I don't really party anything that a normal 23 year old would do. They've gone to uni and all of that stuff. I haven't done any. And yeah, I, I feel like it is a little bit unusual, but and at the same time, it's benefited me massively and I wouldn't be where I am today. And I wouldn't have gone through those other experiences that I might have had that some some 23 year olds might not have because they've been doing other things. So the growth has been massive, but also I'm so interested in growing. And I think that's probably why I come across so differently. Um, but yeah, I've also had my shit times. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the S word, yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's why I'm so open now because I know how much it helps people and also helps myself too. Brilliant. Love it. Perfect. So if you don't mind then let's start on basically like your past, because again, as I said, you've been quite deep, um, in the public was talking about how your past has been. So obviously you've had your own battle with 
low confidence and you gain weight at, at one point as well. Um, so what were the kind of triggers for you to know when things kind of had to change? So growing up, I was really, really overweight and I never realized I was overweight. I was just so happy as a kid. Like, as you can see now, I'm smiling loads. I know you can't see that on the podcast, but I smile when I talk. (laughs) Um, And I was just genuinely like a really, really happy kid. I never realized I was overweight. I didn't really care either. I never self-compared to anyone. And then I remember when I was about 11 or 12, Um, I just started to think like, why are my friends all so small? Why am I not that small? And I just remember asking my mum and I was, and she was like, you're just growing faster than everyone. But obviously I was growing outwards and upwards, like in both kind of ways. Um, I, just to give you a reference of how big I was, like girls will understand at the age of like 11, I was already a size 12. And that wasn't in terms of just length. That was wideness as well so it was quite big for an 11 and 12 year old um but my mum and dad continued to like feed me and fund that bad habit but it wasn't in terms of bad quality food we weren't allowed sweets and pop and things like that like the average British family we would just have potatoes meat veg but my portion size was not controlled I would just eat a lot of the good stuff and believe it or not you can still gain weight eating good food it's just how much you're eating it and I've lived and breathed through it and it's okay but I definitely went to food for comfort and things like that um And I enjoyed being full. Like I'm a foodie, still a foodie today. I just loved it. So um, yeah, I started off only realizing that I had some kind of like issue with my, how I didn't like my body when I was 12. Then I went, just grew up. And you know, like when, when parents say it's puppy fat dropping off, that literally happened. Like going to comp, I was walking more, way more active, maybe probably not eating as much because I was constantly out with my friends. I dropped loads of weight. And then um, after school, I got boyfriend and it happened again. Like you eat a lot when you get a boyfriend because you think you can keep up with these guys but we can't um, physically, we are different. We can't eat as much as a bigger man. Uh, We can't burn as many calories. So yeah, that happened to me twice. I had two boyfriends, gained so much weight. And the tipping point for me where I knew I needed to change physically was when I tried on my jeans and not one pair of jeans would do up. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot afford to buy new jeans. (laughs) They need to fit me. Um, and then, yeah, I just thought, okay, something has to change, but I had no clue at this point what I needed to do to actually change. I wasn't a PT. I didn't really like exercise much. I did really enjoy running. Um, but it wasn't something I took that seriously and I loved yoga. So I would do yoga every day anyway, but that was for mindfulness reasons, not because of a physical reason. Um, and yeah, I started doing like YouTube workouts. I was like, this is going to get me really fit. Like the average person, I had no clue about food. So I was still eating the normal amount that I was already eating, but I was just doing YouTube workouts. So no progress. So I was very disheartened as you can imagine. Um, And then Phil was like, well, you need to be looking at your food. Phil's my boyfriend. So he's like, you're eating the same amount of food and expecting magic to happen. I was like, yeah, because I'm working out, you know, like it's going to happen. Um, And then I started counting calories. Just so you guys know, I didn't even know what a calorie was. I had no clue. 
So I think I was like 21, only two years ago. I didn't know what a calorie was. I didn't know what a macro was. I thought fats were really, really bad. Um, I did know there was healthy fats like in avocado. That's pretty much it. And then any other fat was bad. Um, And I was very close-minded, very, very close-minded. I thought I knew it all. I didn't really care what anyone said. I was like, I'm going to do this because I know how to do it. And I didn't go into a calorie deficit. I just stayed at my maintenance and I tracked the food I really loved and I enjoyed it. So I was on 2,100 calories at the time, um, which is a lot of food. Um, And I just lost a lot of weight, though, because I was so conscious of what I was putting into my body. Um, not just weight, but I lost fat, but gained so much muscle during that time because I started counting my calories, thinking about the macros, eating lots of protein, which I had never, ever done before. And then I started working out in the garage downstairs. Uh, We had a couple of weights and before you knew it, I was like seeing amazing results. And my transformation happened probably within like the next six months, I had so many newbie gains. I was taking it really, really seriously. And I was like, I love this so much. I want to do it for other people. And then I just went ahead and did my yoga qualification, did my personal training qualification, and then started my business. So that was my trigger when my jeans couldn't fit me anymore. And it took me on this journey. Nice. It kind of sounds like you've gone through this new stereotype, which is fantastic for females, where it's like, okay, it's no longer about exercising for the sake of just getting a sweat on. It's not a case of just losing weight for the sake of like losing weight. It's a case of how can we get stronger? How can we change your body shape? How can we go and um, work out in the gym? And you've gone through this, like the new way females should now approach their fitness, if that makes sense. And it's why I can see already from the people you help how you get such good results and how you obviously help your females so much because you came from that place of like this is what I was struggling with and you're now you've now gone through it pretty much yeah like I was once that girl who was insecure like not so long ago two years ago I hated my body I hated the way I looked I would call myself like skinny fat I was slim but I was skinny fat and I know that's not a thing by the way but if you're looking to get toned you probably know what I mean um and I was insecure like I didn't like my reflection that much I was hiding behind this funny smiley face and I wasn't very happy overall yeah amazing amazing again so many girls are going to have light bulbs just listen to this and they're going to be like yeah that was me at one point or they're even going to be like yeah this is me right now and which is totally and if it is you right now then know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel like you just have to put the work in make it as basic and as easy as possible and one year from now you're going to love yourself perfect love that and um, so talking about your previous boyfriends and obviously having them um, a little bit of gain during that time um it sounds like when you obviously like got um you broke up from the first boyfriend and then you gained a little bit of weight again and maybe happened the second time how did then when phil came around how did you then sustain that change well, obviously, Phil works out really hard. By the way, everyone, Phil is also a PT, so That's he works out really hard. Yeah. So he can eat a massive amount of food. And when we first met, he was bulking. So you can imagine he was eating even more. And I was like, yeah, I'm so impressive. Like, I can eat massive meals like him and I'm going to be fine. And I really liked it. Like, I loved eating so much. But then when I started to see this all of this weight pile on I didn't know why 
like because I didn't understand what a calorie was I didn't know what I was doing wrong I just thought maybe I wasn't moving enough um and I just didn't know the science behind it in all honesty and it was just disheartening and confusing and I had so many thoughts I was like what am I doing wrong what can I do better um but I was still like happy obviously in a relationship still wearing the clothes I'd always worn but it was in the back of my mind constantly haunting me thinking it's gradually coming on and I know it's changing how the way I feel um so he was like why didn't you come and work out in my garage with me and I was like no because <laughs> I don't want to and I was very stuck in my own mind as I said very close-minded and um he just kept asking and asking and then I was like do you know what I should probably do it because it'll impress him (laughs) and um that was my motivation as sad as it is I wanted to make him like me even more because at this time we were only dating it was locked down as well there was no gyms and he had all of his gym kitted out in the garage so I thought okay I'll try it and I remember like doing backs so my mobility was really good anyway um so just bear in mind like my ankle mobility and everything like that was really great so I could back squat straight away I didn't have to build myself up um and I was doing back squat and straight away I could do like 40 kilograms I was like I'm so strong like where did this come from oh my gosh and then um I just remember the next week I think I put another five kilograms on and I was so shocked how strong I was and then I think I was chasing the numbers in terms of strength that's how it started for me I was like this is honestly the best thing I've started because I'm progressing so so fast and as a person who loves growth seeing that much growth in such a short space of time like fired me up I was so happy with it ready to keep going ready to keep trying and just turning up um and then it got to the point then where gyms started to open up and I knew that was my next step but I was very very scared obviously girls gym intimidation you you guys will know how I feel I felt even um and I was going to the gym now and again but just to go to a yoga class to learn more about yoga and then this one Saturday I went and I was like oh I'm gonna do it like I'm just gonna quickly go in have a look what it's like and I went in and I I literally was so nervous I even have a selfie on my phone I remember taking a selfie and sending it to Phil like Phil look where I am because <laughs> um, I was so proud of myself um yeah and I just I just remember thinking like this is the beginning for me but I know I'm scared but I can't be staying in the garage forever because there was only one bench and one bar and it was all like really old as well like old equipment so I just thought like this is going to be the change for me that I need and how I can progress and get even stronger um so I went there once and then I I think I just got really scared then to actually go again so I went a couple of times with Phil he showed me around um which is a great thing that also motivates me to meet my clients now and again to show them around um if they live local anyway uh and then sometimes I'd go with my sister um just to like get me feeling more comfortable in the gym and then eventually I just said I can't be dealing with other people's schedules all the time I'm just gonna go on my own and I went on my own and put my earphones in not gonna lie I thought everyone was looking at me no one really cares about me I'm just like one tiny little ant in the gym of like a thousand ants so they're not going to worry about what I'm doing and now I look back and I'm like I was really worried but there was nothing to worry about 
But the main thing is I pushed through and I did my session, felt great afterwards and left. Um, and then I decided to sign up to that gym. Nice. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm so glad you mentioned basically how getting stronger was like one of your main ways to see quick growth, obviously, like not even probably physically, but mentally at the same time. We kind of have a rule that if you're looking to, whether it be lose weight, change your body shape, get toned, whatever it is, that if you're not getting physically stronger, you don't really have a right to complain about the changes you're not seeing potentially. And because it's such a huge part of not only the physical, but obviously the mental at the same time, and just realizing that this is a process, it, it doesn't, for, for females, you'll see quick wins with your strength, but obviously over a long period of time, it's going to make such a massive, massive difference to your overall growth. A hundred percent, yeah. And like, I think a lot of the time when you're just looking to lose weight or um, gain muscle or anything like that, and you don't see those results, never get disheartened and just ask for reassurance from someone that you love or someone who supports you because sometimes you just need the little you're doing the right thing and then you'll get like fire up your own motivation again and your determination to keep going and then the results will come because ultimately like that's how we actually gain motivation it is from seeing those results whether it is strength weight loss literally anything you have to see something to keep going so yeah, I feel like that is a really good place to be focusing on strength rather than something that is going to dishearten you. Yeah, 100%. No, I totally, totally agree. So talking about overcoming some insecurities you've probably had around that time um, and also self-doubts, I, I suppose, um, give me a little insight in terms of the self-doubts and insecurities you had and then mm-hmm. also how you can overcome those because don't get me wrong, self-doubts always come and go but how do you feel mentally you've kind of progressed in that sense um so physically I obviously had insecurities I feel like everyone does at some point in their life especially when you're like when you've grown up around social media and it's like you have to look a certain way to be beautiful or you have to look you have to be a certain way to be successful or whatever else Um, And I think I've experienced this both in body and business, like in different ways. But first of all, I'll go through body. To begin with, I was really insecure with like the way my body looked. Like obviously this day and age, it's really nice to be curvy and have boobs and a bum and I have neither. So I felt like that was really hard for me to actually accept. But the first part of growth or of progression is acceptance well actually it's probably denial first and then you accept and then you continue to move on and grow through it because it will never pass you and there are certain things you can change but in my opinion you have to become okay with it to begin with um obviously like I can change I know that I can change the the size and the shape of my bum like that's just a muscle but for my boobs I'm never going to be able to organically grow my boobs so that was really hard for me to accept um so when I was working out I did focus to begin with heavily on changing the way my bum looked but now I don't actually it doesn't bother me honestly it doesn't bother me at all like I do back squat and occasionally I do leg press and I actually have put deadlift into my sessions now but well Joe's done it for me but it's not obviously that does hit my glutes but I don't 
just specifically work on my glutes anymore because it's not a worry of mine and it just shows that things come and go like you are always going to be in seasons and cycles where you enjoy who you are where you don't enjoy who you are and some things that worry you a year ago won't worry you a year from now and honestly growing a bum is the last thing on my to-do list <laughs> like I don't care anymore and it just shows that the one thing I was so insecure about at one point I worked on it for a bit but I probably didn't get where I wanted to but I'm okay like I don't worry about it anymore I'm so happy with the way my body functions the way my body looks it works exactly how it's meant to work and I feel it and nourish it in the way I'm meant to um, another thing that I used to be insecure about that I could never even change was like my teeth. I used to think they were really, really big. And now I'm just like, do you know what? I was born with such straight teeth that are white and none of them have fallen out. So it's just a matter of like changing your perspective that these things serve you. They are really good. They work and they serve their purpose. They don't have to be the same as everyone else because you have your strengths and everyone else has their strengths. Um, and another insecurity was that I never thought I was good enough. Like, I know we talked about self-doubt and it never goes away. Also, like, chaos thoughts, they're always going to be there. And, like, I've been through therapy. I've done all of that stuff. And I probably will always go back to a therapist, even if there's nothing wrong. I feel like you always need to do that in the work. Yeah. But um, I struggled with this massively. And now I just managed to, like, pack those thoughts into like categories I know it sounds mad but if you like sort it out in your head you're actually able to shut those cupboard doors and think okay is that thought serving me is it making me feel even worse if so push it to the side and come up with a better thought that's going to make you feel good because it's ultimately you against you um no one else is telling you to think those things it's like the left side of the brain telling the right side constantly battling and you get to choose who you want to be your thoughts don't control you you control your thoughts so I've had so many light bulb moments over the last couple of years and now I will never let an insecurity ruin my life because obviously a thought can ruin your entire well it can ruin your entire life because you'll lead your life by that thought so now I'm like if I don't like something I will try to change it. If I can't change it, I will accept it and move past because it doesn't do you any good living your life to 50% because you don't like who you are. Yeah, I think the main kind of theme you're talking about here with all these different like insecurities you've had is basically you've just acknowledged them and then you've put the work in to actually go and think, right, okay, how can I then not even just like overcome them, but how can I accept them? And then how can I go better myself in whether it be other areas or you just round them off is really really impressive for considering again you're 23 years old um but again this is things that 60 year olds struggle with 50 year olds struggle yeah with. it doesn't matter how old yeah like some of my clients my oldest client's 57 and we're like twins <laughs> like everything that I'm going through she's going through and it just shows that she's still accepting her insecurities and her self-doubt at 57 so if you're able to do the inner work now regardless of what your age might be the rest of your life is going to be to an entire different level of fulfillment and happiness and you'll just be able to be you for the first time in forever yeah I um something I like to say to my clients quite a lot as well is that for every negative you feel there's another five or six things that you can make positive 
So oh, I feel like that's so nice. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> so, um, yeah, literally, like, if there's one negative that somebody will talk to me about in a check-in or whatever it is, I'll just say to them, right, okay, there's three or four things that I know straight away that you can quickly over the next five to seven days make feel really positive, whether that be yeah. running, do a, a new distance or time, whether it be you could, um, th- there is so many, whether it be movement, food, appreciation for yourself it could be anything so again like with negativity bias we all really really focus on the negatives but as you've said like as long as you identify what negatives are you think and you work out how you can be more rounded more positive it's really really important yeah and I feel like that's so good as well because sometimes you you just need a little comment like that to change your entire perspective and it's really crazy because a lot of the time like my clients always say to me a tiny sentence from you has literally changed my life and that's why you have to be yourself because you can inspire others to also be themselves and like a little change from you will have the butterfly effect on everything else in your life and the people around you and like you can choose to be positive yeah 100% definitely so, so out of interest how old are you then hey i'm 27 yeah so you're really young too i don't feel i feel quite old talking <laughs> to you <laughs> i feel like that's young yeah it's youngish <laughs> um okay so talking a little bit about personal growth because it's something that without even like speaking to you before this i know is obviously a big value of yours um so talking about personal growth something again that i i'm big on and it's something that every single one of our clients will go through, whether they actually realize it or not when they're working with us. So from your own kind of like background and story, what has the impact of fitness had on your own personal growth? Um, I think the the one thing that comes to mind is probably resilience, like knowing that you are becoming so much more resilient towards things. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I am the most resilient person because I'm definitely not. I'm more of a emotional person um, who feels emotions deeply, but I have definitely become a lot more resilient and self-centered. Not, I'm saying self-centered because selfish is a good thing. And if you put yourself first, you're no longer pouring out of an empty cup kind of thing. You're able to be a better person, be a better partner, a mum, whatever you might be. So putting myself first and becoming more resilient has definitely come out of my fitness journey. And I know that none of that would have ever happened if I didn't start focusing on me to begin with. And the way I did start to show that self-love was through a fitness journey. So it was like the catalyst of all good things in my life. Um, And now it's like, benefited me so much I'm happier I'm healthier I am more active I I'm just an all-round better person I'm kinder both to me and to other people um more aware more conscious of things I think fitness is honestly like you need to move no matter what your level of fitness is like it's you need to do it and if you don't do it you know that you're going to feel so much worse so that in itself is obviously a huge improvement but the way it's like impacted my life is just massive and I can't ever imagine not doing it now which just shows how important it is to me yeah brilliant no 100% agree yeah definitely and also starting a business I don't know why I didn't think of that of course yeah of course. yeah um, and again that takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of confidence and it takes a lot of like coming out of your comfort zone to do um so yeah again and no doubt that 
going through a fitness journey and, and going through all the insecurities that you have previously there's yeah I can imagine that's played a big role I feel like as well not a lot of people give enough recognition to how much a fitness journey can change your life like a fitness journey is it really that important well no it doesn't sound like it would be but it definitely is because you can I feel like that's another thing because you're so close-minded not you but like the average person might be so close-minded about a fitness journey but it's so much more than fitness you will learn so much about yourself the people around you your family your friends the way you communicate is a huge one your relationships like so much more and it's not just you getting fitter it's you becoming better exactly I've found over the last couple of weeks after new year um, that if I don't train on a Friday my whole mood and energy on a weekend is completely different to what it should be and it's the smallest smallest thing so me just missing a gym session on a Friday makes an absolutely huge 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 uh, role in how I feel not only Saturday Sunday but then moving into Monday as well um, and again it's like it's something that people just wouldn't appreciate that some somebody who doesn't even exercise or doesn't go to the gym they wouldn't realize that how much of a difference their mood their energy their happiness could be if they just started like going to the gym or putting fitness as part of their life yeah a hundred percent and I agree with you like I definitely obviously if I if I don't go I, I do go to the gym often but if I don't go to the gym then I find that I'm like more moody more snappy and girls I don't know if guys experience snappiness but um I, I'm like a different person I'm not like the best version of myself kind of thing because when you're exercising you release feel-good hormones you are enjoying yourself as long as you enjoy what you do anyway you are going to enjoy yourself feel so much better afterwards and whenever I'm sad sometimes I like crave to go to the gym which is a really weird feeling and I never thought I'd say that in the beginning of my journey either but you know that it makes you feel good so then it's kind of like you're your go-to like a lot of people's go-to would go be go for a walk and I do have that too but it depends what kind of mood you're in and what you actually need and know you're going to benefit from so I so agree with you I'm definitely a different person if I don't do it yeah 100% so I'm going to try to pull a bit of relevance back and then for people because obviously you've gone through the stage of getting a lot stronger you've gone to therapy you said and you've quite clearly changed your relationship with food and some people are probably thinking, right, I don't go to therapy um, I maybe don't track my calories or know that much about macros. So just pulling it back into relevance when it comes to people can journal, people can still be more conscious about their food and all these different things. How would you say little things like that from a personal growth aspect can go and affect other areas of your life? Like, for example, your job or your relationships? Um, I feel like journaling is a really good one I can definitely relate to that um in the morning I used to journal like every day for probably like three years on and off um but you probably wouldn't expect this I don't do it anymore so um I feel as though it's kind of like tracking calories in a way yeah it serves a purpose for a period of time a hundred percent yeah so I literally loved it for so, so long. I feel like I had my shit together. I was like so proactive in the morning, getting all my stuff done. It was like another thing ticked off the list. I felt really, really good. And after talking to my therapist, she asked me, why am I actually doing it? 
And I don't know if you guys have heard of the five reasons why, but sometimes you have to ask yourself why five times. If you can't come up with a justifiable reason each time, then you need to question whether or not it's actually benefiting you as a person. And as is it serving its purpose for what it is, or is it making you feel better? Um, and I realized I only journaled because it was part of a routine that made me feel like I was successful. It wasn't actually making me successful. And a lot of the time we feel these pressures by social media, by people telling us what to do because it serves them, doesn't mean it's good for you. Um, if you're journaling and it benefits you massively, continue to do it. But if you're journaling for the sake of journaling and you don't really feel like it's helping you, do something that will. And something that I had to try really hard to accept about myself is that I really enjoy sitting down and watching TV in the morning. Like I love having my coffee and my uh, bacon and egg bagels and like sitting on the sofa watching TV, drinking my coffee. And I literally, it serves me so much more than writing in my journal. And I know that sounds mad, but what is good for someone is not good for you. And just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean that you need to be doing it. And when I started to accept that and living in alignment with myself and who I wanted to become, that's when I became so much happier. Brilliant. Yeah, really, really good. Um, and it, I'm very, very similar in terms of when I was journaling, I did a six minute diary, which is very genetic, obviously, but it, was, it served its purpose. But it yeah. got to a stage where I was only really doing it from a productivity point of view. So I only really felt productive when I was doing it after a period of time, rather than actually doing it for a mindful reason or doing it to actually help myself mentally, if that makes sense. It was just more, oh, this is kind of like ticking the box for the night or... Exactly, yeah. And for me, it was like I had this goal. I had this goal in mind that I wanted to get to 365 days without missing in one day. And I got to something like 285 and I was like, I hate this. Yeah. It's not helping me anymore. It's such a chore to like wake up and come straight to my office. Like I don't enjoy it. Um, and like trying to accept that as well is really hard yeah. because you've got like this, this voice in the back of your head. Like, are you really going to give up? Like, are you that easy to just give up? Uh, push that voice to the side and listen that it's not helping you. It's too much of a tool. Like you said, you just did it, done it because it was productive because yeah. you thought you had to do it to be successful, but it's not true. Amazing. Um, I'm very cautious, obviously, of your time. Um, and I know you're, you're busy oh. in the afternoon. Um, how are we doing? Are we okay? Yeah, we're all good. Yeah, I've still got 20 minutes, so it's okay. <laughs> um, so obviously we both have similar niches and we both obviously talk to females every day. So in your opinion, what do you feel as was the number one obstacle that you're finding females are really struggling with at the moment? I feel when I was writing this down, I was like coming at, trying to come up with ideas. And I feel like this is going to be really deep. Not that this conversation hasn't been deep already, but, yeah. probably go deeper, but I think the biggest obstacle that females face today is themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's because of, of a number of different reasons, obviously that influenced my answer, but the number one reason is self-comparison. You never think that you're good enough to do anything different because you've never done it before. And it's always going to be those thoughts against you. But you have to remember that they're your thoughts. You can control them. And no matter how much you try and push things to the side or push things off, they're always going to keep coming up because they matter to you. So, yeah, I feel like it's always you stopping the thing, stopping yourself from doing the things you need to do, or it's always you talking negatively towards yourself. 
Um, once you can overcome that and like verbalize how you feel and communicate it with someone like a coach, someone who supports you, then you're able to go 10 steps ahead and never look back. Um, is that is that enough? Yeah, 100%. I think definitely there's so many times where people see, see a problem or an obstacle they're having to me. And the first go-to answer is that's not even an external problem. That's an internal problem. That's something that you're dealing with. That's something that you're thinking about. That's something that is coming from you rather than it's coming from something else. So whether yeah, it, make, uh, oh, go on, sorry. Whether it be, it could be like a work stress or something. So they're like, oh, I'm so stressed at work. I'm doing all these long hours. And while, yes, that is there, that's a issue in itself, It's of it's, it can be deemed that you can then go and make sure that you feel energized enough to go and work there as you're going to work. Or you can deal with the stress when you're not in work. Or you can just go in from an internal point of view, look after yourself a little bit more. That's maybe not on a as deep scale as what you're talking about. But again, it's a it's an example of how people can look a little bit more inward on their problems rather than constantly thinking, okay, that's a problem because it's external or whatever. Yeah, I so agree. And it's so much easier to blame other things than actually to accept that it's from you. Um, like, cause I think a lot of people would see, say like the biggest obstacle is like gym intimidation, which that is there, but it's in your head. And I know it sounds harsh, but it really is because no one cares. Like everyone's focusing on themselves. And then other things are like social media, but you're the one who continuously scrolls through social media. So it's actually you. Um, some other things would be like self-comparison, even like in the street but no one is actually comparing you to someone else. It's just you comparing yourself. Um, another thing is expectations. The expectations we think people have of us. Mm. No one thinks that we should be meeting a certain grade or a certain height. It's that thought that we have that we think people are doing that. And everything always comes back to our own mind. And once you're able to like harness it or let it fuel you through like a little I don't know, like a little motivator, I guess, you'll go so much further because that's what I always say to all my clients. Like you can be so happy with your body, but then eventually something else is going to creep up in your mind. So if you're able to be happy in your mind, no matter what, you're going to be happy in your body. And I've had people who are, who've lost a little bit of weight and they're like, you know, watch when I'm actually really happy, I'm going to stay where I am. And that is the happiest, like that's the best outcome for me that they want to just stay as they are. They don't want to keep going. They don't need goals to be happy. They, I know a lot of people are goal-orientated and that's fine. But if you're able to just enjoy the journey and enjoy who you are, those thoughts won't control you anymore. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And again, females are going to have light bulbs. Listen to this and they're going to be like, yes, that's me at one point or that's where I want to be, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And light bulb, I literally love light bulb moments. That's my life. Like when I'm able to help someone have a light bulb moment, I, it makes me so happy. <laughs> Definitely. I think the biggest one for me, and I'm glad you actually mentioned it, talking about obstacles right now. I've had a number, number of people, even in this last month, kind of talking about expectations or not talking about it, but they've said something to me and I can clearly see that their expectations are off. So it might be a case of, and um, we're three weeks into January and my strength isn't back up to where it was previously or it might be um, the scale weight isn't moving as quickly through January and again it's just like these little expectations that we have on ourselves that quite frankly nobody is holding them to apart from themselves like nobody's putting the pressure on them to go right in four weeks you must 
weigh this amount or the expectation is for you to lift this amount of weight. Nobody's got that expectation, but again, it's in their head and it's an internal obstacle and expectation. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel the same. Like I, I even put that pressure on myself, like in not just in terms of the gym, but in terms of business. And someone actually asked me like two days ago, I think, who's putting this pressure on you, Shauna? And I was like, myself. (laughs) And then when I said that, I was like, why am I doing this? This should be a really good thing. It's positive. But instead, I've made it into this chore that has stressed me out so much that I feel like I'm so tired. So it's just managing to put that, put it into perspective that the pressure can be a good thing to motivate you to go forward. But if it's so much pressure that you're constantly being stressed and not being yourself, then that's not good. You need to be more open and understanding about your own feelings and just talk to your coach or like whoever supports you. Yeah, definitely. It's actually a really good example because um, our coach, Dan, our performance coach, messaged me, when was it? End of last week, he messaged me saying, you've got a new program rotation coming through at the start of this week. Um, How are you feeling? Are you ready for it? And to be quite honest with you, at the start of January, I had a little bit more of like a deload. I didn't quite go into my training session as planned or my training program as planned. So I basically messaged him. I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to message him and say I'm not ready. Like he's going to be, he's going to be annoyed. And he just messaged back saying, yeah, no problem at all. We'll send it through when you're ready. And it's like, that's so funny. I literally did the exact same thing on the same week. There you go. <laughs> so he had a week off. Yeah. So again, it was like the expectation in my head where I was like, oh, he's going to be thinking this and that, and I'm not going to be up to the goals and I'm not going to be into the targets. But it, yeah, like in the grand scheme of things, yeah. the expectation I had on myself, he didn't. It was me. So. And he appreciates the honesty as well. And also, you've been so honest with him and yourself. That's not going to constantly feel like you're doing a one-week catch-up. Like, it's benefiting you, it's benefiting him, it's benefiting your body because you needed that week rest. So just be honest. And also, he he even um, put something in the Facebook group. Like, he has really high expectations of himself sometimes. And that instead of doing, like, a seven-day training split, he sometimes has to spread it over 10. And, like, hearing someone who is that amazing say something like that reassures you that it's okay to just, like, take a step back and not put so much pressure on yourself to be the best all the time. Because if you just enjoy who you are now instead of constantly trying to be better – then you're going to enjoy life way more and constantly waiting for this next big thing. Yeah, no, totally, totally agree. Uh, I've loved this chat. This has been brilliant. Um, Thank, is you. There Thank you so much. That you feel as though you want to touch on or anything that you kind of feel as though we left out or you want to link or are you quite happy? Um, I feel really, really good. I just, I think it's been great to have like a conversation and see your perspective on things too, even though I know I feel like I've tried so much, <laughs> but I feel like my biggest takeaway was definitely that thing you said, when you have one negative feeling, there are like five or six positive things that could come out of that. So I'm going to be stealing that and taking it. <laughs> so yeah. thank you. Looking forward to seeing your post on that. That'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> no, it'll be next week. <laughs> Perfect. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put your Instagram handle um, in the notes of this podcast so everyone can go and follow you. And again, the things you talk about for females, they're deep, they're relatable. Um, and I know for a load of people, take loads of value from it. So continue to do that, please. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I am really deep, I know. But I think it's good. The honesty is good sometimes. Perfect. Love it. Love it. Um, if anyone wants to go and follow Shona, please do. Um, and also, if you want to go say thank you for her taking her time to do this, please go and message her as well. I'm sure she'll be yeah appreciating that as well. 
Awesome. 100%. Thank you so much, everyone. And thank you, Cameron. No problem at all. Oh, I was going to...